At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. FM, W-O-M-M-L-P, Burlington, Vermont. This is Rocket Shop Radio Hour. I'm Caleb Humphrey, your host tonight. Rocket Shop is Vermont's weekly local music show featuring artists sharing their unique personalities and inspirations. Rocket Shop is supported in part by an award from the Burlington City Arts Community Fund. Tonight's guest with me is Jen Carson. Hello. How's it going? Good. How are you? Um, I'm doing great. So you're here on behalf of Subambient Sound Lab, correct? Yep. What is it that you do? Well, um, Subambient Sound Lab is a project that is uh, an experiential workshop mm -hmm. uh, that starts with building a listening device. Uh, that allows people to listen to subambient sounds. So these would be sounds below the ambient environment. So sounds you couldn't normally hear just to the regular ear, right? That's right. That's right. It's sort of like um, putting a stethoscope to anything and listening in a in a new way to it. So, just to give our listeners a clear picture of what it is you do, what do you normally listen to? Inter. Through the in the what um, what do you, what do you mean exactly? What um, are you listening for anything in particular? Are there objects you listen to? Yeah, well the refrigerator um, hums. Sure. Well, the first uh, the first time we did this workshop, it was through the Filming Museum, and mm -hmm. we called it Mapping Found Sounds. So mm -hmm. it's actually a new way to explore uh, Burlington mm -hmm. um, and go around and listen to the sounds of of surfaces of buildings, of um, different objects that you would encounter in the environment to, but to be able to really hone in. Okay, so people are them. free to explore on their own then this other layer of the sonic environment. It's yeah, not like you're yeah. listening to one device or one item. Yeah, it's more like you, you really sort of, explore. That's right. You sort of you go out and you explore an environment. So it's not not just about listening to one thing. Cool. How do you do this? What's the so catch? The, well, the, um, I've been, some people might have, may have heard of Vermont Makers, which is a, a group that I was a part of locally, and we mm -hmm. were really interested in helping people understand how technology works and how to work with new rapid prototyping technologies. Mm -hmm. So in many ways, the first part of the workshop actually builds off of that, So the, because the participants are building their own circuits, their own listening device. And it uses a piezo disc, uh, which is, you know, uh, piezos are sort of ubiquitous in much of the electronics that are around us. For example, they're in like smoke detectors. Mm -hmm. They might they might be the thing that's actually making the beep, or you can find them in boom boxes where they're used as mics. But um, they're a kind of mic that is called a contact mic, so they respond to mechanical pressure, um, and so. And they're very inexpensive, so it makes building these circuits really inexpensive. So the workshop starts and, and the participants build the devices. And then the second part of it is really influenced 
I think in a lot of ways coming from like the fluxus art movement in terms of happenings and events where the participants really become the artists and the explorers, or you could even think of them as musicians in a way, going out into the world and finding these really unique sounds. Just for um, listeners who may not be familiar with the fluxus movement, could you just... Um Sure. Talk kind of a little, explain in a nutshell well, I think a lot of us, like, how that we, connects to this. Well, I think that if you think about, um, there are like flash mobs or crowdsourcing, I think mm-hmm. which are terms people are familiar with. Those to me are very much influenced um, from thinking about fluxus of this idea of people coming together and having sort of a more of a democratic flat way of experiencing art. Right, taking art out of the museum and bringing it back to the people. Sure, yeah, and I think happenings is probably a a term people are just these sort of Mm -hmm. things that come together and happen and bring people together. Cool. Um, So I want to hear more about the devices that um, you construct with these workshops. Do you are these workshops several weeks long? Do you make them oh, in a morning? How easy is it to construct a device like this? We've been making them within um, an hour and a half to a three-hour period. Wow. Yeah, depending on, on how complex they get. But it can be very quick. And usually it's it's the people who are participating that they haven't done soldering or they haven't built a circuit before. Right. So they're learning all that. At, at the common that. person off the street can do this. Yes, yeah, yeah. No um, electricity. Uh, electrical degree needed no no and they're coming in and we're teaching them how to solder and put the circuit together very cool did you do this in the fleming museum we did uh yeah we were well we um there was a classroom space near the fleming Museum okay. where we did it but then then people went out into the environment and went around the fleming museum cool. and some of it too was listening to the sculptures that were around the building very interesting yeah. i don't know if you were running this workshop in the large um, marble staircase room. I'm just picturing, you know, a factory set up right in the middle of this really <laughs> elegant um, art gallery. No, we were at, we were in a classroom. Okay, very cool. Yeah. Either way, yeah, that that sounds very very awesome. Yeah. Um. So the sounds that they're actually hearing, what is making the noise? What is creating the right. sub ambient well, tones? So. Um, when we do the workshop, so we're building the circuits, but then mm-hmm. we also, when we go out into the environments, people are invited to bring in activators. So cool. in terms of creating the listening, you need to have an activator and a resonator. So for example, mm-hmm. the resonator might be the sculpture or the building or the object that uh, the person has found. Mm-hmm. And then they're activating that sound with an object that they've brought in. And we've had a variety, people bring in a variety of things from straws to like hand blenders to i mean anything you can think of that would basically be able to do an action like a drumstick would yeah Um, but most but we're not working with typical you know musical instruments so people brought in all sorts of different things like right and then you you would hear the incredibly small vibrations caused by hitting a statue with yeah. a straw or something like that, Yeah, right? or the, like, really intense vibrations. And, and mm. if some of the sound samples I brought, there's a combination of sort of really s- some of the more subtle sounds to some really yeah. dramatic sounds. Do you want to share some of those recordings right yeah, now just to give the audience people, an idea? Yeah, I think that that would be great. Awesome.
So I have three recordings that you sent me earlier. Which one would you want to share? Let's, um, could, can we play a couple of them? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I think we should start with maybe some of the more subtle. We'll start, we'll go from subtle to not so subtle. Right, um, build it up. Yeah, so the flame. Flame edited April 2016. Yeah. <laughs> courtesy of the Subambient Sound Lab. It's real short. close to a single flame um, and you can hear the wavering and it sounds you know it's a more dramatic sound it would sound something it would about sound similar to maybe what we're listening to fire but it was able to pick it up mm. uh, just with a small flame wow that's really cool <laughs> now, the other one is uh, one of my favorites it's very subtle but it was taken at dobra tea mm. so this is Big actually yeah well favorite spot i'm sure for many mm. so um, and this is actually, this is pouring tea. Um, so this was on the, I think the piezo disc was on the cup that was. Very cool. Want to try the third one? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so this one is actually gets pretty loud. So this is mm -hmm. this is an elect the activator. The resonator is a trellis, like mm -hmm. a metal trellis, and the activator is an electric toothbrush. Interesting. <laughs> um, we'll just give it a few seconds to load, and here we are.
December and they had a symposium with the artists there and 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 all the artists who were presenting at the symposium felt like that they were influenced by John Cage and yeah and these are conventional musicians in a no, sense right no these were all sound artists oh sound artists yeah. okay Excuse and me. I I wanted to bring him up because it is it is his you know listening in the manner of Cage which has mm -hmm. been an inspiration for the sub ambient sound lab project yeah that uh, this idea that the music is already there, whether someone's performing it or not, you just have to lis listen for it. Yeah. It's very, well said. very fascinating. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's crazy too, because he was really treading new ground or treading new waters, breaking new ground. What, what do you want to call it? He was doing something very creative back in the fifties that is still very influential in a lot of ways. Just that idea that um, listening to passing traffic can be music, I think, especially now um, in a society where we're hyper-stimulated all the time. It's still very um, influential in a lot of ways. Yeah, and I think there's still so many people who haven't been exposed to his ideas, even mm -hmm. though they've been around for a while. And that was part of the motivation also with Subabient Sound Lab was this, you know, taking an approach to being able to share the experience of mm -hmm. a different way of listening to things and understanding things um, and participating in art and listening experiences. Yeah, and it's going back to the Cajun ideas, you're not really creating a performance in any way. You know, everyone is can become a performer, a musician of sorts, if you want to think of it that way. But it's not like you're setting up a workshop where um, you and your peers are the only ones creating these sounds. You're giving everyone the opportunity yeah. to explore sound on their own. Yeah, yeah. And I hope that as we do more of these workshops that we can reach broader audiences as yeah. well. They've been, um, so far they've been at colleges um, and that's been great. And and we've gotten, I had educators participate as well as undergraduate students. Um, but I would hope to be able to get it out to some different audiences. Yeah. When is the next workshop you have scheduled? Um, I'm starting to do a new schedule that will start next summer. Very cool. So nothing's firmed up yet, but that's when we'll be back out there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jen Carson, for stopping by. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Definitely we're excited to see what you guys have planned for next summer. All right. Thanks. Thanks a lot for having me. Yeah, no problem. <laughs>